Hi there! Welcome to episode 124 of the Wave Back Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. The Game Boy had its fair share of games with incredible music, and that legacy continued on the Game Boy Color. Sometimes those great soundtracks come from unassuming places, though, and today's episode is a perfect example of that. Don't let those children fall in the lake, because tonight we listen to the music of Game & Watch Gallery 2 for the Game Boy Color. Well, hello, Matt. How are you? Good. How are you? I am well. I am very excited to listen to this music. I'm so curious because my Game & Watch uh, experience is from the old Clamshell game. Yeah, it just sa- you know, sounds like... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, kind of, what kind of soundtrack is that? It's awesome is what it is. Uh, this... Uh... These were actually my introduction to, to Game Watch. We'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. Yeah, a bit. yeah, I mean, what the hey? Let's uh, let's just jump in, huh? Shall we? Let's get started. Yeah, why not? I, I'm ready. I can't think of any reasons why not. <laughs> Matt? Yes. Hit us with some history. Sure. Game & Watch Gallery 2 was released in North America in November 1998 and was a launch title for the Game Boy Color. The Game & Watch series is a collection of Game & Watch minigames that have been reworked to work on the Game Boy instead of the original system's LCD screens, but they also went way above and beyond. Each game not only contains an approximate emulation of the way they looked and played in their original forms, but also a full-on remake complete with Mario characters and all-new music. Where the original games were very simplistic with animation that could only be described as rudimentary, and a few simple beeps as sound effects, the new versions found here have been fleshed out with new features, scoring systems, graphics, and sound. The music in the original Game & Watch gallery for Game Boy was composed by Yoko Misuta and Jin, Su- Jin Sugita, again, blanket apologies, and was pretty decent, but for the second and third games in the series, Yoko Mizuta teamed up with Noriko Nishizaka and Saburo Sasaki, and they knocked it out of the park. I mean, we're talking night and day here. Yoko Mizuta also worked on Legend of the River King GB and one of the Super NES Dragon Ball Z games, and that seems to be about all I could find on her. Saburo Sasaki is a bit of a mystery, as I could only find their name attached to the Game Watch Gallery 2 and 3 as composer, but nothing else. And Noriko Nishizaka, who appears to have been the lead composer on this game, and its sequel, was only slightly more accessible, with credits for these games and the NES, Super NES, and Game Boy iterations of Yoshi's Cookie. Of course, they're all Tosei composers, apparently, and if Kid Icarus of Myths and Monsters has taught us anything, it's that Tosei employees didn't get credited all that much in the old days. So, who knows what else they worked on? As such, it's hard to tell exactly who wrote what, and if Mizuta was just credited for some parts that were maybe reused from the first game, or what, but regardless of who did it, or anything, this game's soundtrack is truly something special. So, um, what's your personal history of this game? <laughs> well, as I said up on the front, the only Game & Watch, uh, maybe, okay, maybe it's not the only, but really the only Game & Watch history I have is the old Clamshell games. Uh, you know, long before this. And then I will say um, a little bit of Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always thought he was a strange character to exist in the Smash Brothers universe, but nonetheless fun to play. Um, and yeah, that's that's really about it. Not not too much there. So I'm very, I'm very intrigued uh, by tonight's episode. 
I am, uh, I also don't have much history with this game. Uh, I messed around with these games, the first one when it first came out when I was working at Funko Land, and I said, this is pretty neat, but I never <laughs> really, um, I never really glommed onto it until this second one, which I played once in my store at Funko Land, and I jumped into the parachute game and was addicted to it pretty quickly because I, I hadn't played much actual Game & Watch games before that. I didn't really have access to them. And these games are just... I mean, they're just Game & Watch games. They're incredibly simple, but they're also really fun. Like, really addictive, simple, arcade-style, uh, wonderful games. And uh, I played the game Parachute and just fell in love with the music, but I was at work, and it was only for a couple of minutes, and I kind of promptly forgot about it for, like, 20 years or something. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I used to listen to a podcast, and I still do from time to time when I have the time to, uh, which was partially the inspiration for this show in the first place, which is called uh, Radio Trivia Podcast Edition from Nintendo World Report, which, which is a uh, Nintendo music trivia show. And one, I was just listening to an episode many, uh, several years ago, a uh, very long time ago by now, uh, that featured this song. And as soon as I heard the music, I was like, oh my goodness, I remember this? I remember this song, and the other two songs I heard were like, these are really cool too! And so I eventually tracked down a copy of the game, and spent a decent amount of time playing it, because it's really very fun, uh, and uh, downloaded the soundtrack, because it's it, it's just really great stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a weird history, didn't really spend much time with it when it first came out, and uh, I later found out that its sequel, um, when I downloaded this game's soundtrack, which was only a couple of years ago, uh, I wanted to investigate the other games too, and downloaded the first game's soundtrack, and I was like, meh, this is this is alright, it's it's fine, nothing really memorable, uh, but then I listened to something off Game Watch Gallery 3, and it's the same composers, and it's also just... These people made the Game Boy sing in just the most beautiful ways, and it's astonishing to me that I don't see their names attached to anything else. I'd love to know what else they worked on, because I, really, the music here is just really, really top-tier stuff for Game Boy Color. But let's go ahead and give it a listen, shall we? Yes, we shall. All right, first track up is called Noteboard. I hope I didn't oversell this game soundtrack, but you know me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I don't think I did. There's definitely a couple of tracks on here that I think are just really amazing. But uh, either way, uh, so Noteboard. I don't remember what the heck this is. Um, there's a, like, there's, we're going to be listening to songs that play during the games, but there's also this, like, these wild menu systems. And I know there's something to do with this note board that has something to do with the game's bonus content, but I just don't remember what it is, and I probably could have researched it before doing the show, but... Pfft, come on. <laughs> Would I be me if I was well-researched? <laughs> starting to sound like me. <laughs> so let's give it a listen. Here is Noteboard from Game & Watch Gallery 2.
on there is Noteboard. And I think that really perfectly sums up uh, this game, what, what kind of music you're in for for this game soundtrack. First off, an extraordinary use of, of stereo sound. Um, mm-hmm. Incredible clarity in the, uh, in, in the bass sound. Just mm-hmm. really, really strong bass sound. And also just remarkable complexity. Like, it's all these little notes very carefully placed all over the... Uh, all over... And it comes together to something that's, you know, it's seemingly simple and fun, like the Game & Watch games themselves, but there's a surprising amount of depth to them if you really pay attention to what's going on. I'll absolutely agree with you. Um, sight unseen, you know, no experience with the game whatsoever. I can um, I can attest to what you were saying about um, simple notes placed very carefully to create something complicated. You were talking about depth of game. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Definitely for this track, I felt like um, to the uninitiated, there's probably a lot going on sonically, um, and then to some extent, it probably feels I don't know, maybe like something of that era of gaming music, mm-hmm. you know, the Game Boy Color and or uh, Game Boy Advance rather. And that um, uh, color, you're right. Oh, sorry, I don't know why I did that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but um. Uh, But I I think all too often um, people listen to or think of certain eras of video gaming music and they think, ooh, bleep, blop, bloop, blop, and then, like, whatever. But this is is a great bleep, blop, bloop, blop. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's really nice. I'm I'm, I'm very curious now what the rest of the um, the soundtrack is going to, I don't know, provide, uncover for itself. I don't know. Well, before we... uh get into the real meat and potatoes we've got one more menu song to go through and this is for the museum games now if i'm remembering correctly uh there were the the first chunk of games and then you'd get you'd unlock the museum games which were other older game and watch titles that they had messed around with and uh maybe i'm totally wrong i could be making all that up i don't know (laughs) either way this this track's called museum games and we're gonna listen to it enjoy things i like about that track is that it does this neat trick that uh this team was really good at which was making those uh those specific game boy color bleeps and bloops sound like so many different instruments Mm -hmm. like uh there were these they were very distinct like this is this sound and this is this sound and they all really they all really came together nicely it's it's a you know simple simple ditty it's a few seconds long looping but uh i just i liked it yeah, I, I forgot that you had mentioned that that first track prior to this one was a menu music, and then this is also menu music. These are really energetic for menus. It, it makes me think, like, if I was uh, playing this, I'd be like, yeah, let's get to the game. Like, I'm ready to go. It would kind of energize me to to want to um, dive in. Um, I'll make a comment about the bass on this one, too. Like, the first one, it's a really, um, really great, like, timbre to it. 
It's it doesn't sound quite like a bass would, but it sounds more synth bass, and that's really great mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for this particular piece. And then again, uh, to the point you made before, using the 3D spacing, the sonic dynamic of of the create, like you know, all these things are kind of really popping off. If you're listening in headphones, just popping off to your left and to your right, and you're you're getting this really kind of great. Um, 3d experience to some extent like it's not you know you're full binaural or whatever but uh now i'm getting nerdy but anyway <laughs> yeah it's, it's really good I, I liked it a lot and it does have and and really the, I, I like these tracks as great ways to start this off because it's it's training to listen to a lot of the like there are a lot of really small details in these songs like in this one there was that one note that kind of fades in that one really high like right in the middle of the song <laughs> yeah and it like that didn't need to be there, but the fact that it is there adds this one neat little layer of complexity to the overall song. And there's a lot of that in this this game soundtrack. Now, I did lie. Then I just well, I didn't lie. I just forgot. Uh, the next track is also <laughs> a, also a menu tune. So um, let's go ahead and jump into it. This is the the menu that you probably hear the most in the game, which is game select. So let's give it a listen. Enjoy. <laughs> select are also our first track that was over a minute long what'd you think matt <laughs> i think it was too long no i'm just kidding um <laughs> could have shaved I, those extra seconds yeah up. like come on guys we got a game and watch bro like we gotta no um i really really like this actually um my brain immediately honed in on the baseline mm-hmm. and as as simplistic as it was i thought it was fantastic actually just like a really solid kind of uh back bass line or whatever it sits in with the drum counterpart um again another another piece that i think is very energizing like uh, again if i'm playing this game I'm, I'm ready to get into it i'm like oh, okay you know and it um so far of the menu musics now again haven't seen any of the level stuff yet um it certainly is setting a tone for me like i'm expecting some i don't want to say light gameplay but certainly light in tone like uh you know i'm not i mean well for the most part you're right i mean these are simple game and watch games with the mario character makeover so the light mm-hmm. tone is you're not wrong mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna probably go off on some diatribe about you're not playing an fps or you know you're no gears of war here or god of war you know stuff like that <laughs> but that's just such an unfair comparison um but I mean, you again, you understand what I'm saying. It's not a side-scrolling Contra. It's not a side-scrolling, um, you know, Castlevania or what have you. But you're going to have 
like I feel like it's gonna be fun, but lighthearted fun. Not not hard, or, or excuse me, I, I won't say that the game won't be hard. Like oh, this is gonna be a pushover. Just that <laughs> level of amusement and enjoyment is gonna be lighthearted. Yes, yeah. Because if anything, this game does a great job of lulling you into that false sense of security. <laughs> great. That oh, this is this is easy. I can do this, and then like the music will start speeding up a whole lot and then all of a sudden there's like 13 babies in the air and you've got to catch all of them or a fish is going to eat them you're like oh no what do i do what do i do, what do, I do? It's, yeah it's good times so uh <laughs> for who <laughs> so the first uh, proper game we're gonna get to uh and this is uh, this is really one of my favorite songs in the whole soundtrack uh we're gonna listen to helmet stage one helmet is the only one i think that has three distinct songs for its different levels of gameplay um, uh, and we're going to listen to all three of them, but first off, Helmet Stage 1, really one of the, my all-time favorites in this game. Uh, it's a great song, so let's give it a listen. Here is Helmet Stage 1. Enjoy. As far as uh, as far as Game Boy music is concerned, this game is shows this absolute mastery of playing with complexity. Right? It's very syncopated. It's got a very very driving beat. This rhythm that's going through the whole thing, and it, it it's it gives you these like really simple little call and answer bits in the beginning, and then it starts cascading all these extra parts. Once it comes to that big complicated part where it's just going all over the place and the, the, the bass line starts going nuts and really the bass line in this one is really, really top notch. And then the way it just pulls everything right back to the the little like just the, the, the rhythm itself, the, the drums pretty much stay consistent the whole time. And all the complexity, all the intensity of the song comes from how many notes are dancing in and out of one another it's i think it's a fascinating piece of music um i i will absolutely agree with everything that you just said to the to touch on the point that you said about notes dancing uh, around the piece so far i, I believe that's been in every uh, menu track we've listened to um i think that this track is 
I think you used the word fascinating, and I, I will absolutely agree with you, especially since it came off of a, a Game Boy, which I think um, when you think portable gaming, especially early on, you don't really give it much credit, whether it's graphics or sound-wise. Um, but this is... This is incredible for that little system. I'm very, very impressed. I do feel like the Game Boy itself gets uh, underrated an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, even thinking back to some of the earliest music on the on the platform, you think back to Hiptanaka's uh, Super Mario Land and mm. the kind of stuff he was pulling with that. It wasn't quite this complex, but it still showed a, a, a unique range that the NES didn't quite have. The, uh, mm-hmm. the Game Boy as far as bass is concerned, I think just demolishes what the NES had in, in terms of, of, of a really interesting sounding bass and also with the stereo sound because you know, the original NES was, was mono. <laughs> you, you, you didn't get this kind of really interesting stereo stuff going on. So I don't know. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, let's, keep, let's keep going. Yep. Uh, so here is Helmet Level 2, which, uh, as you can imagine, is the second level of Helmet. Uh, I want to make Paige Hamilton jokes, but... (laughs) Here we go. Helmet level two. Enjoy. before uh tracks lulling you into a false sense of security and i think this track does that really well because when you first when you first start it it sounds like it's a more laid back song than helmet stage one but it actually becomes a bit more uh frantic a little bit more hectic as it goes on like it's got a slower overall rhythm but it's also more consistently present, you know what I mean? Whereas Helmet spent a lot of time, Helmet Stage 1 spends a lot of time being staccato and only gets uh, complex for one chunk of the song. This is complex for most of the song. So while it it, it kind of calms you down a bit by being a slower tempo, it is a more intense song overall, I think. Okay. I can, I can see, 
I, I, I think you're like dancing around exactly it because it's not coming because I can, I can feel exactly what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely like, um, much like um, that very first menu and uh, even Helmet One. There's a level of complexity to its um, composition. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know it, it, the the main melody is very uh, light. Going back to what I was saying before about uh, it's going to be a light thematic game, perhaps. Um, but then, yeah, you get that secondary part where it's you know, and then you get that that cool bass in there with it, and, mm-hmm. and now it becomes uh, like a controlled chaos. I don't know, yeah. you know, if, if they, which is kind of funny to say about a a, a Game Boy Color song. There's a level of controlled chaos to it, because <laughs> again, you look at these old systems, these especially the portables, and you don't you don't think much of them. Um, but I definitely get what you're what you're. Uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to helmet level three. Enjoy. What'd you think? What'd you think of that one? I thought that was fantastic. Actually, I did not. <laughs> I, I didn't expect that at all. Um, I think because the first two uh, helmets, we'll call it that, the first two levels of helmet <laughs> were um, lighter. I keep using that word. I, I got to find a better word. No, you, um, you're 100. percent They are light-hearted songs. There's yeah. There's a little bit more, like a couple of like off key note a couple of minor notes start mm-hmm. seeping in in helmet level two whereas helmet stage one helmet level one is all major key stuff right then level two starts getting a couple of minor key notes but overall it's still a very pleasant thing and then this and mm-hmm. this one's not just like the really grungy bass that that's uh, a yeah. that, that has this sense of doom to it but it's also playing with that weird time signature yes um you know off time signatures, off putting, uh, you know, psychological warfare against the gamer. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel attacked personally. <laughs> the um, the gritty, the 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 the, the edgy kind of lead tone, definitely uh-huh. very effective. Um, again, another great composition, hands down. Another great composition. Um, yeah, I am very very curious to play this game now. I'm gonna have to go. Uh, 
get on the pie and find it. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I, I especially like, I mentioned the time signature, the main crux of it seems to be 5 eighths, but then, okay. like, before the loop, it adds another couple of beats to some time. I can't even figure out what the time signature in, but right before the, the loop, it gets really funky, and I just love that. It's such an interesting song. I'm I'm gonna absolutely agree with you. So far, that's that's uh, my favorite. All right, I had a feeling that would be a that'd be one of your tops. You you know me oh so well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next track comes from uh, the game Chef. In uh, this one, I didn't really explain what Helmet was. Uh, Helmet is uh, you are Mario in a house. And you have to, like, get from one house to another house, and there's, like, a bunch of tools falling from the sky, and you have to dodge <laughs> them and bring things from point A to point B. I don't remember the details of that one. Chef is, you are in the kitchen, and there's various characters. I think you're Yoshi, and uh, you are trying to successfully get the food that's, like, being tossed from frying pan to frying pan, like, in one place to another. So mm-hmm. as the, you know, the stage is just really about, you know, get, get the plates in the right place at the right time. Uh, kind of a thing. It's a, it's a very amusing game. So let's give it a listen. Here is Chef from Game & Watch Gallery 2. mentioned at the top of this episode that uh this team had a a way of making the game boy color sing this is the kind of thing that i'm talking about it's they're playing the game boy like an instrument for this one which i very specifically it's a different kind of sound you know what i mean like this doesn't sound as much like just pre-programmed stuff it really has that sense of being played like an instrument like with that one part where the notes the the uh, the main melody notes become staccato real quick towards the end. Mm-hmm. That's that's not the, uh, uh, an effect. I feel like you hear a lot in eight uh, bit music, um, mm-hmm. or at least not earlier eight bit music. We are in Game Boy Color here. This was what ninety something, but <laughs> I've already forgotten. My notes are right in front of me. What year was this? Uh, come on, brain. Nineteen ninety eight, right? So. 
we're we're pretty late in as far as like 8-bit music is concerned they, uh, but this was before the whole indie game renaissance so we're pretty late into yeah. that so the fact that this stuff is as complex as it is isn't terribly surprising but you know then again it's it's a it's a project like game watch gallery that this much effort was put into making the music is interesting as it is 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 kind of awesome to me but i ju- i i really really like this song ju- again just because of the way it sounds like it sounds like they're making the game boy sing it's just this deep understanding of what made this thing make the noises you wanted it to make and uh and really just Played this stinking city like a harp from hell. I played this stinking city like a harp from hell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will uh, once again agree with you. I think um, when you were talking about them, the composing team playing the the system like an instrument, it made me think back to when I was in school and I was taking... uh, MIDI courses and in MIDI it's essentially a grid and you place your you know whether it's a drum sound a kick or a snare or a musical note you place it and it plays it in perfect sync in perfect time 4-4-3-4-3-3 whatever you want it plays it perfectly right? Yeah. But then of course there's a button and you click and it gives it a little what they call drift and then it, what it does is it gives it or quantizing what it does is it gives it just a little bit of humanity. Because when you, Chris, as a drummer, know that when you're playing a beat, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. only natural, perhaps, for you to slow down or speed up a little bit. The energy's flowing. The song's being played a little faster, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't get that 4-4. And you, you're, maybe you, you uh, was I rushing or was I dragging? Did I rush or did I drag? Uh, for anyone who's Whiplash fan. Um, and that happens. And so when you're talking about them, the composition, the composing team, rather, uh, playing this like an instrument, there is a real kind of feeling. Like, it, it, it feels almost live. It feels almost like three or four people have come together to play together and jam. Not this, you know, very quantized um, by the grid bink 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 you know what i mean yeah i can i can see that and then that itself i think gives the music a whole other dimension and it makes it feel um i guess for lack of a better term alive i mean the choices in um samples are very uh vibrant and bright um which is why i think it lends its why i consistently think it lends itself to a light uh, thematic game and you keep saying lull into a false sense of security um, so there's already a level of uh, upbeatness to it you know, there I'm making up my own words again but then on top of it you get these compositions that feel live and it comes together and it creates it, it's so far it's created some really brilliant tracks that once again, Game Boy Color question mark, Game and Watch Two question mark, <laughs> like what? So, this is very, very interesting for me. Yeah, it's got a very, a, a very unique sense of life to it, and I, I love it, and I'm, I'm happy we're finally doing it. Been on my list <laughs> for years. All I'm right, so glad. Let's move on. The next track is called Vermin. 
Which uh, I I feel like this one was probably the biggest change from its Game and Watch original. But uh, in the newer version of it, this one you are Yoshi, you are protecting a bunch of your eggs from encroaching shy guys and uh, maybe Bezos. Uh, difficult to tell. But uh, yeah, you just have to go around and whack them all with hammers before they crack your eggs, and uh, it's a neat little game. I hate it when people try and crack my eggs. Right? It's my job to crack the eggs. Darn Seriously. It. All right. Here's Vermin. Enjoy. Jaunty little tune. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like the ending parts. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> very... I gotta say, the, the dynamic changes are very unexpected. I don't yeah, know... No, you're I, right, yeah. I, I feel as though um, I have this... I have this, like, mental image of what... When I start hearing, like, the first couple of notes of a video game track, I have this mental image of, like, what it should... Oh, yeah, all right, it's going to do kind of this same thing that these other tracks have done. And this soundtrack so far has been very surprising, you know, little twists and turns. Not, you know, it's not reinventing the wheel, but it's certainly making me, like, perk up a little bit. Like, okay, oh, all right, well, what's going to happen next? Oh, okay, I like that. I like that a lot. (laughs) I like it, too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right well we got a couple of left so uh let's let's keep on trucking next yeah. up is donkey kong wait a second yes this is a an adaptation of the this is an adaptation of the donkey kong game and watch game which was a pretty mm-hmm. different game from donkey kong the arcade game it's the same basic principle you're mario you have to get to the top of the screen but uh it's in, you know, wacky settings, and Mario moves very differently because he moves like a Game & Watch game. So it animates like he's moving, like walking, but in a Game & Watch game, there's no scrolling. It's just you you press a button and, like, eh, he's now in that other place. Eh, it's like these one f- one frames of animation. Yeah, like he's, he moves a chunk at a time. So uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's neat how they converted that to play like this. And, uh, yeah, well, here we go. Here's the music for Donkey Kong. Enjoy. Thank you. 
I really like that song. <laughs> There's something about that like hesitation bass line that's pretty uh -huh. cool. It reminds me of a of an old doo-wop song. Um which is escaping me. The name's escaping me at the moment. I don't wanna sing the lyrics because who needs that level of embarrassment? But um <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very reminiscent of this this old song that's in my head. Um Again, I'm I'm very surprised by these compositions. This is a this is turning out to be a really fun soundtrack. Like, yeah, fun is a very good word for it. Yeah, I think that's when I was talking before. Now that I say fun, I think fun is more of a. Or excuse me, when I was talking before about being light, I think fun is more of um, a more accurate uh, word I was looking for. Light, light, yes, but fun because some games are just flat out frustrating <laughs> and yet i still play them uh, light but, that's but not light as in shallow light as in fun correct yeah so i this like really this good. one in particular this one feels like a like a culmination of a lot of the tricks we've heard <laughs> in previous songs right it's got mm -hmm. it's got all those it's it just has all the pieces it still kind of comes off as like that really full making the Game Boy Color sing sensation with the the way all the, the pieces mesh together for this very, very full sound. Mm -hmm. Which I think is also, if I had to venture a guess, and it is only a guess because I am not a game programmer, but I would imagine that because the sound effects are so minimal in these games that they could dedicate all of the sound to the music itself. Mm -hmm. um, um, I, I don't know... I don't know if th that's accurate. Um, the only reason I say that is because when I was in school, uh, towards the end of our, you know, time there, we were all talking about, you know, we all I went to essentially audio engineering school, and the, the question was always like, you know, apart from working in re recording studios, where else can you apply these trades? And of course, you know, there's the film and television industry. There's live sound, which is what I was doing, and film and television. Um, recording studios, of course, but then the the thing I think a lot of people forget about is, especially nowadays, video games. Um, but the teacher who was talking about it was like, you know, it's a very interesting industry because as much data can be held on, and now at the time, we were still really heavily um, dependent on discs, uh, you know, CDs and, and whatnot. You, as the sound department only really got, like, maybe like one fiftieth of the data, mm -hmm. you know? And of course that means you have to compress things down to a place where they still sound good, but they take up almost no space. And you're talking full soundtracks, you're talking, you know, sound effects for the game. It's so much stuff. And that always like boggled my mind. It's always been a part of me. That's like, I'd love to get into video game, um, uh, the audio departments of a video game just to see what kind of challenge that would be to get these you know, beautiful orchestral soundtracks put into like the sliverest of slivers on a video game Well, with the um, I, the reason I, I say that about the um, being able to use all the channels for music is like you think back to NES games you know, whenever there's a whole bunch of sound effects happening on a screen, usually it'll it'll take out chunks of the music in order to, right. to keep going. And yeah. uh, so I feel like you know, some of the better soundtracks were really kind of written around the game being able to do that, not really borrowing too much from the too much from the sound channel, 
the noise channel or whatever uh, to make their music sound more full, but I think they have a lot more freedom with this, but that's just a complete hypothesis on my part. So uh, we got two left. The next one is Ball, one of the most famous Game & Watch games. I think the first Game & Watch game. Again, I could just be making that up, but... <laughs> I believe it. It's a classic. It's been uh, This is the one that's been trotted out probably more than any other Game & Watch game from Nintendo. Uh, and yeah, it's on this collection too, so let's give it a listen. Here is Ball. Surprisingly complex, right? It's it's beautiful. I I'm I'm sitting here and I'm listening to it, and my brain just can't like pick a melody to sit with because the minute I start listening to one melody, another melody does something else. Like for example, there's a part where the the kind of synthy melody goes, and I was like, wait, what? Well, hang on. And then I go over there, and then I'm all of a sudden the bass becomes very clear, and I'm like, but the bass is, and then the drums. I don't, wow. And then. You really like I, I took a, a mental step back and I'm listening to it, going, "This is a really like complex piece, like uh, so many others that we've listened to prior to this." And it's again, I don't, I don't know why I'm surprised. You know, eight or ten songs into the episode that I'm listening to very complicated Game Boy Color music again. I think it has to do with the fact that it was, you know, undervalued or so, but there or un a lot of gamers maybe were unsuspecting of the capabilities but it's like it's very hard for me to sit here now and look at a Game Boy Color and think like you know what I mean (laughs) like (laughs) this is some I mean I again I don't know if it's um the 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 composers you know really sitting down and saying like let's let's really knock this out of the park or if it's because of the um, tonal qualities the capabilities of the color like i don't know what it is but this this is a really impressive soundtrack and like the with every song i think like wow this is really and then the next one's like well this is better than the last and this is better than the last and it just keeps going and i'm so surprised by that (laughs) i'm i'm very glad to hear it (laughs) i because i feel the same way it's it's the reason i wanted to do this one like it's a very unassuming game but man Mm -hmm. They went hard with the soundtrack. They went all in, and it's it's just a delight. 
It certainly feels like they really did go all in. They're like, this is our one chance. This is their Eminem moment. <laughs> Got that one chance, guys. <laughs> but really, the whole game is that. Like, the amount of care that was put into taking these very simple LCD games and trying to turn them into really fully functioning Game Boy Color games is really astonishing. Like, when you, when you look at gameplay videos of this, they didn't cut corners. This is a very fully featured Game Boy Color release. This is... They really, really put the work in, and I, I love I love this game for it. Okay, last track of the night, and I saved my favorite one for last. I uh, This is Parachute. This is the first game I played on here, and it's the one that's stuck in my head for years, and uh, <laughs> it's... I think it's perfect. It's one of the most... It's one of the most perfect pieces of Game Boy music I've ever heard, and uh, it's maybe not the most complex. I don't know what everyone else is going to make of it, but... If you listen to this show regularly, you know what my sensibilities are when it comes to video game music, and this this hits every single note. I just love it. So here's Parachute. Enjoy. I could listen to that song for so much longer than that. <laughs> oh my god, it's so beautiful. It's such a it's such a gorgeous song, and it, it, here's just perfect example of making the Game Boy sing. Just that melody in the beginning where it they start kind of like just dueling, not even a call and answer. There's just these two really opposing things happening at the same time where you're you're following the main one. There's a da 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 But then you've got the other one that's like this weird kind of inverse of it. This da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
and it's just this gorgeous, full, amazing go, oh, and then it just wraps up and loops. It's perfect. It's one of the most perfect 8-bit tunes I've ever heard. It make it's it illustrates such unbelievable mastery using every ounce of what they had available to them, which wasn't much, but they use it in in such a genius way. It's it's simple enough to understand at first glance. It's complex where you learn you hear more and more things the more you listen to it, and it's simply a gorgeous, gorgeous piece of music. And the game itself is pretty darn fun. This is the one where there's like a cannon shooting baby Yoshis and baby Donkey Kongs for some reason out into uh, the water, and you're Mario on a boat, and you gotta catch all of them. There's three different positions where you can be, and they all fall at different speeds, and you gotta catch all of them before they hit the water. And one of the things about this song that I can't unhear, like, as, as calming and wonderful as it is, I always hear it going faster, because as the game goes faster, more and more babies get shot out of the cannon, and you just gotta catch this, it's just positively raining babies that you've gotta catch, and the music keeps getting faster and faster and faster, and just like, ah, it's so stressful, and then you catch enough of them, like a round number, I think like every 20 or something, and then the music goes back to being calm you're like okay i can breathe for a second <laughs> if i was listening to the show and i just tuned in on the part where it said raining babies i'd be a fan <laughs> forever <laughs> but um you touched upon something that i've totally forgotten that i want to talk about now and that's great so i'm a useless co-host um geez what was it oh i do remember now um, you touched upon listening to this and feeling like the uh, track was full and then all of a sudden kind of getting that fourth melody or fourth channel or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I'm glad you said that because it's, some- it's something that I was thinking too. I just didn't have the-, the words in place for it. Every track we've listened to, for the most part, uh, has sounded incredibly full. And I think that's probably what the most impressive part about uh, realizing that this is coming all from a Game Boy Color is, um, yeah, it's 98, and you know the tech's kind of there to to some extent. But again, it's also a small portable um, system, so you know what's the give and take there. Um, but to be listening to a soundtrack that just sounds so full, and therefore lends itself to like this, I, and I'm gonna say it, this level of gorgeousness, um, is just massively impressive, and I think what you were saying before about hearing these like two counter melodies then getting that kind of air quotes singing melody on top of it and thinking oh my god and then all of a sudden a a fourth melody comes in you think to yourself like holy cow this thing was nice and brilliant and full and full of texture and all of a sudden this other thing you're like oh my god like where are they getting all this space from where are they getting you know it's again it's just a testament to just like you said whether it was like you know uh we're gonna we're going to absolutely take this thing to the limit and see what we can do with it. Or if it was just mastery of composition, you know, it's, it could be so many different things that just, that just took this soundtrack to where it is. And I'm, I'm here for all of it. (laughs) I I think everything we listen to is absolutely fantastic. Uh, It makes me real happy to hear that you uh, enjoyed this. Yeah. Even, even a fraction as much as I did. I, <laughs> I, I have an irrational love of this game soundtrack. It's just... <laughs> you have an irrational love of a lot of things, but we don't talk about those. 
Yes, we do. That's the whole premise of the show. <laughs> I meant the stuff that doesn't go on the show. Ah! Valid point. <laughs> Valid point. Oh, boy. Well, that was a, that was a hoot. That was, uh, that was a lot of yeah. fun. I, yeah, I very much enjoyed that. So thanks, everybody, for coming along on this ride. I hope you uh, enjoyed this music as much as I did. And please, find a, find time to find this game and play it. It's, it is available on the 3DS eShop uh, if you really want to not... Do travel through in nefarious means, but the game itself is not hard to find. It's a, it's it's Game Watch Gallery. It's simple fun and <laughs> wonderful music. So that's it. That's a that's gonna wrap it up. That's our show. All right, join us next time when we will be listening to a uh, a real obscure pick. So we had mentioned, I think, before that a lot of the most of this year is going to be dedicated to the massive amounts of anniversaries that are coming in. Um, but for this month and next month, we kind of have this weird spot where there, the, our episodes aren't falling on specific big anniversaries. Uh, so we're picking some picking some weird ones. <laughs> we're getting obscure. <laughs> so we had Game Watch Gallery this week, uh, and the next episode is going to be a song, a, a soundtrack that I only know of thanks to the brilliance of Banjo Guy Ali, and that is the MSX title "Treasure of Usas," which I think is how you pronounce that. Uh, for, it is now. It is now. Uh, yeah. It is. <laughs> if you are a fan of classic Konami music, like Contra or Castlevania, mm. uh, or any of the other wonderful Konami soundtracks from the NES era, this uh, this is for you. This is a classic Konami MSX title, uh, and it's just got the songs that I've heard from it are simply wonderful. So I'm looking forward to it. As am I. I know nothing about it. it should be great. <laughs> We here at the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. And we have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geekade Discord channel in which we have a Waveback chat where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff related to video game music and whatever our next episode is going to be. We also have a Waveback forum page on Facebook, which you can find by searching Waveback on Facebook. And of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, you can check out all our other social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Matt, do you have anything to plug this week? Um, I mean, I'll continue to plug the uh, Dungeons and Dragons game that's being played over on our Twitch. That's twitch.tv backslash geekade. Um, unfortunately, this... If you've watched the last episode, uh, this coming next episode is going to be delayed a little bit as our group has a lot of, um, you know, personal life stuff to handle. So we're currently trying to figure out when the uh, adventure will continue, but rest assured it will. And we draw closer and closer to our goal of whatever the hell it was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and um, one other thing very quickly. I'm looking to um, resurrect uh, Stream Your Own Adventure, which if you're not familiar with, uh, that's okay. I go on our Twitch channel once again, twitch.tv backslash geekade, and I read the Choose Your Own Adventure novels. And if you're in the audience, you get to choose which, uh, you get to choose the path. And it's a lot of fun. It's very interactive. And uh, I will be resurrecting that uh, within the month or so. So probably by the next time we um, record, I'll have a a definite start date, and I hope you guys uh, hop on board. That's fantastic. I will also plug, I've been doing a lot of work on on YouTube these days. I have a a video series on Stone Age Gamers' Gamers YouTube page called uh, Stone Age Gaming, 
which is uh, very similar to my old show. If you remember from years and years ago, I did a YouTube show called Into the Vault, and this is that, but much better. And I have less <laughs> hair, but because uh, <laughs> I'm much older now. But uh, it's uh, basically a show where I go and dive deep into my video game collection and pull out weird things and talk about why they're awesome. Uh, it's been, <laughs> been pretty fun so far. That's such a setup. <laughs> also, if you've uh, <laughs> if you are one of the nice uh, people who subscribe to the Waveback Overplay channel, it's been very busy on there lately. I finally got all the videos produced. We just finished posting the last of the Super Mario Odyssey stuff, which I started last year as part of Mario's 35th anniversary. So it's taken me about a year to get all this done. But the last of the uh, Mario Kart 8 stuff is going up over the next couple of days, Ooh. and. The, the stuff towards the end is just nuts. I did um, the F-Zero tracks, mm. which I didn't think I was going to be able to do, but I uh, mashed them up with the Super NES originals. It took a little bit of chopping and a lot of, uh, you know, matching, but they came out really freaking cool, man. <laughs> That's a, nice. Uh, the, the Mario Kart one is really, really fun. Uh, so uh, give it a listen over at uh, the Waveback Overplay YouTube channel. So we're going to leave you tonight with the credits music because that's what we do. And it's uh, <laughs> if you've enjoyed this soundtrack, then you will enjoy this track as well. Uh, so we'll see you next time for uh, our this podcast's very first MSX titled Treasure of Usas. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's it. Have a good night. Thank you.